this is a very silly book. It's called Cloudy with the Chance of Meatballs. And it's written by Judy Barrett. Are you ready? Oh, thank you. And it was read by Mommy, Mommy and Philip. And ready? We were all sitting around the big kitchen table. It was Saturday morning, pancake morning. Mom was squeezing oranges for juice. Henry and I were betting on how many pancakes we could eat. And Grandpa was doing the flipping. See, he's flipping the pancakes up in the air. Seconds later, something flew through the air, headed towards the kitchen ceiling, and landed right on Henry. After we realized that the flying object was only a pancake, we all laughed, even Grandpa. Breakfast continued quite uneventfully. Ah, pancake on my head! All the other pancakes landed in the pan. All of them were eaten, even the one that landed on Henry. That night, touched off by the pancake incident at breakfast, Grandpa told us the best tall tale bedtime story he'd ever told. Across an ocean, over lots of huge bumpy mountains, across three hot deserts, and one smaller ocean. There lay a tiny town of Chew and Swallow. What's Chew and Swallow? Chew and Swallow is the name of the town. In most ways, it was very much like any other little tiny town. It had a main street lined with stores, houses with trees and gardens around them, a schoolhouse and about 300 people. And some assorted let's see some assorted cats and dogs let's see there's a nice downtown area and it looks like it's got a cleaners and a shoe store and a movie theater and another clothing store and a hardware store and a gas station um I don't know where the schoolhouse is but it's got to be around here somewhere let's keep going that looks like the church. All right. But there were no food stores in the town of Chew and Swallow. They didn't need any. The sky supplied all the food they could possibly want. The only thing that was really different about Chew and Swallow was its weather. It came three times a day. Chuck. <laughs> Nope, that's not food. That's a gift shop. Now, let's go back to the story. It came three times a day at breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Everything that everyone ate came from the sky. What? Whatever the weather served, that is what they ate. But it never rained rain. It never snowed snow. It and it never blew just the wind. It rained things like soup and juice. It snowed mashed potatoes and green peas. 
and sometimes the wind blew in storms of hamburgers. Can you imagine? Which one is that? Let's find out. The people would watch the weather report on television in the morning, and they would even hear a prediction for the next day's food. When the townspeople went outside, they carried their plates and cups and glasses and forks and spoons and knives and napkins with them. That way they would always be prepared for any kind of weather. If there were leftovers, and there usually were, the people took them home and put them in their refrigerators in case they got hungry between meals. Looks like they've got lots of things here. This looks like chocolate chip pancakes. Mm-mm-mm. This looks like cherry pie. Oh, all kinds of different pies. Apple pie, lemon meringue. This looks like soup, maybe some tomato bisque. And this looks like chicken legs. Oh my goodness. Where's she dropping? Well, it looks like she's running to catch the chicken now. What is that? Let's keep reading. The menu varied. By the time they woke up in the morning, breakfast was coming down. After a brief shower of orange juice, low clouds of sunny-side-up eggs moved in, followed by pieces of toast. Butter and jelly sprinkled down for the toast, and most of the time it rained milk afterwards. One day for lunch, frankfurters, already in their rolls, blew in from the northwest at about five miles per hour. There were mustard clouds nearby, and the wind shifted to the east and brought in some baked beans. What did he do? He's grabbing his hot dog. Jumped over that lady. She was trying to eat her food. A drizzle of soda finished off the meal. Some of these pictures are pretty silly. This particular picture has got a man jumping in front of an old woman who is trying to eat her hot dog and he must have bumped her or made her jump somehow because her teeth fell out of her mouth while she was trying to eat her hot dog. He's just smiling because he's hungry, but boy, I don't think she looks very happy. Let's keep going. Dinner one night consisted of lamb chops, becoming heavy at times with occasional ketchup. Let's let's read this page and then we'll go to that page. Let's read this page first. Periods of peas and baked potatoes. Periods of peas and baked potatoes were following by gradual clearing with a wonderful jello setting in the west. That's, you know how the sun usually sets in the west. Well, this is a big container of yellow jello. Mm-mm-mm. Jello is awful bouncy, isn't it? Let's read it. The sanitation department of Chew and Swallow had a rather unusual job for a sanitation department. It had to remove the food that fell on the houses and sidewalks and lawns. The workers cleaned things up after every meal and fed all the dogs and cats. Then they emptied some of it onto the surrounding oceans for the fish and turtles and whales to eat. 
And then the rest of the food was put back into the earth so the soil would be richer for the people's flower gardens. Well, that's really interesting. The dogs and cats must have been very happy. Who's that Let me read. Life for the townspeople was delicious until the weather took a turn for the worst. Spaghetti ties up town. Record-breaking pasta falls causes chaos. Oh dear. You see, when we have bad weather here in our country, it causes floods or it can cause droughts where there's fires. All kinds of things can go wrong. But boy, they have some spaghetti everywhere. Now let's see what else goes wrong. What did she see? Let's keep reading, Philip. It says, One day there was nothing but gorgonzola cheese all day long. And gorgonzola cheese can be kind of stinky. The next day there was only broccoli all overcooked. So, soggy broccoli. They could have put the gorgonzola cheese on top of the broccoli. I wonder if they thought about that. And the next day there was Brussels sprouts and peanut butter with mayonnaise. I don't think I would want peanut butter on top of my Brussels sprouts. Another day there was a pea soup fog. No one could see where they were going and they could barely find the rest of a meal that got stuck in the fog. Oof. I don't think I would like to have to weed through some pea soup. The food was getting larger and larger, and so were the portions. The people were getting frightened. Violent storms blew up frequently. Awful things were happening. One Tuesday, there was a hurricane of bread and rolls all day long and into the night. There were soft rolls and hard rolls and some with seeds and some without. And there was white bread and rye and whole wheat toast and most of it was larger than they'd ever seen bread and rolls before. It was a terrible day. Everyone had to stay indoors. Roofs were damaged and the sanitation department was beside itself. The mess took the workers four days to clean up and the sea was full of floating rolls. To help out, people just piled up as much bread as they could in their backyards. The birds picked at it a bit, but it just stayed there and got staler and staler. Oh, look at the size of those breads. They're almost as, that's a roll that's as big as that little boy's head. Gracious. Right there. Right there. Then there was a storm of pancakes one morning and a downpour of maple syrup that nearly flooded the town. A huge pancake covered the school. No one could get off because of its weight, so they had to close the school. Look at how much syrup there is. Syrup can be very sticky. Look at what are those machines doing? Well, there's helicopters that are trying to pull the pancake off of the school, but it's just too big. Even with their little hooks, they can't lift up the pancake. What can even do that? I think they'll have to eat their way through the pancake. One day, lunch was 15-inch drifts of cream, cheese, and jelly sandwiches. Everyone ate themselves sick, 
and the day ended with a stomachache. That's a lot of cream cheese and jelly. Oof. There was an awful salt and pepper wind accompanied by an even worse tomato tornado. People were sneezing themselves silly and running out to avoid the tomatoes. The town was a mess. There were seeds and pulp everywhere. Goodness gracious. Tornadoes can pick up all kinds of stuff in them. How can they stop the tornado? Well, tornadoes have to just stop themselves. The wind has to change. The sanitation department gave up. The job was too big. Everyone feared for their lives. They couldn't go outside most of the time, and many houses had been badly damaged by the giant meatball stores that... Oh, I'm sorry. By the giant meatballs. Stores that were boarded up, and then there were no more schools for the children. Oh, dear. So a decision was made to abandon the town of Jewish Swallow. It was a matter of survival. Let's look at the picture and describe it to our listeners. This, there's a lot going on here. Um, looks like giant ice cream cones have fallen from the sky and giant hamburgers and slices of pizza that are so big that dogs could get stuck in the cheese. And pickles have landed into the houses. And it's just a big old mess. What about those? Oh, meatballs have crashed into the roof. And there's another piece of pizza. That's a mushroom. Goodness gracious. And look at the size of the donuts are bigger than the people are. It's a disaster. Another hot uh, cheeseburger up there. Goodness. Okay. The people glued together giant pieces of stale bread sandwich style with peanut butter. Then they took the absolute necessities with them and set sail on their rafts for a new land. After being afloat a week, they finally reached a small coastal town which welcomed them. The bread had held up surprisingly well enough for them to build temporary homes for themselves out of it. The children began school again. And the adults all tried to find new places for themselves in the new land. The biggest change they had to make was getting used to buying food at a supermarket. They found it odd that the food was kept on shelves, packaged in boxes, cans, and bottles. Meat had to be cooked and was kept in large refrigerators. Nothing came down from the sky except rain and snow. The clouds above their heads were not made of fried eggs, and no one ever got hit by a hamburger again. And nobody dared to go back to chew and swallow to find out what happened of it. They were all too afraid. Henry and I were awake until the very end of Grandpa's story. I remember his goodbye kiss. The next morning, we woke up to see snow falling outside our window. We ran downstairs for breakfast and ate it a little faster than usual so we could go sledding with Grandpa. It's funny, but even as we were sliding down the hill, we thought we saw a giant pat of butter at the top, and we could almost smell mashed potatoes. 
It kind of looks like the sun coming up is a little dab of butter. And it looks like the snow from the snow on top of the hill is a big old pile of mashed potatoes. But it's not. It's snow. That's their grandpa waving to them. And that is the end.